Hey guys, it's Jesse and Hannah, and this is uh, That's So Lesbian, a podcast about two people that are sometimes bisexual and sometimes are lesbians. <laughs> the most accurate summary thus far. <laughs> Do you see my cat licking my sweatshirt right now? I'm seeing this. That is weird. So she makes decisions. You know how cats like will march or make biscuits? Yes. Um, we have this one cat that will only do it when he can march on my mom and he bites her boob. <laughs> I think I did, um, spill something on the sweatshirt yesterday and I'm still wearing it because mental illness. So yep. that's probably why she's doing this thing. Oh, nice. It's just a All brilliant right. tapestry of misery. Okay. Do you want to start or should I start with our misery? Oh, you go, you go. All right, you're not going to, you're going to either like this or not like this. I, I can't tell because it depends. Yeah. Okay. So um, I had like my two really good friends over Friday night and Ian and I had plans, but then those two other friends were like, oh, like we're not doing anything. I was like, okay, come over. We'll play games. Um, and so we're playing Monopoly, whatever. My one friend references the fact that like I lost pretty much all of my friends my sophomore year and is like oh like you know you still have a hard time getting along with the people that you know and I was like I fucking hate that you said that and it just like set me off I'd been really sensitive like all week for like no good reason um and so then I like made them leave Mm. and I just like silently put on Mrs. Maisel and like Ian was there with me and I just started fucking bawling my eyes out and it was like I felt like I had to sort of explain my entire life to him because like he doesn't really know me Mm -hmm. and but I didn't want to have to explain my life to him but if I didn't it was like I'm the asshole for just fucking crying and him not knowing anything about why it is that I'm crying um and he was completely unhelpful it got better and then it got worse. Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up like we were, you know, like it, it got better. So then, you know, we were like making out and stuff. And he said something so stupid that I can't entirely remember. But it was like something about blah, blah, blah. And you like you trust me or something. And I was like, I don't trust anything because, <laughs> you know, Uh, I had been, like, a little betrayed by a friend. He didn't know, like, the friend didn't know that that was going to upset me, and, like, it's fine, and he and I are fine. But, like, then Ian, like, completely, like, shut me down and, like, was mad that I didn't trust him, but I've only known him for two months, so, like, why would I trust him? Yeah. I have nothing to trust him for like no reasons to yeah. or anything like what um and also i was clearly upset about other shit just like let it go dude yeah um and then you know like it i just ended on a really sour note and i talked to my friends about it and the more i've talked about it the more i've realized that like when he was trying to quote unquote comfort me after he and I had had that weird moment. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I obviously then went back to crying cause you know, um, it like, I would like say things to try and like explain to him like why I felt the way I did, you know, because I've been abused mm-hmm. and like, other things like that and he would respond in ways that had nothing to do with anything that I had said like at one point I was talking about how just like everything's depressing and I hate myself and like a lot of people in my life have treated me like shit and he and or, or something like that something similar and he goes um why can't you just fight and I was like what the fuck? This is shit that happened in my past. Yeah. There's nothing to do about it. Yeah. There's nothing that can be done. It's, 
It's just the way that it is. Yeah. And it was just like such a bizarre response to what I had told him. And also, it feels like I, like he never even fully like recognized me in that situation or like any of my negative emotions. I don't like that. So I have not spoken to him since that Friday. Today, he sent me a message and was like, do you want to get dinner on Friday? No, I don't want to get dinner with you on Friday. I want you to get the fuck out of here and move to Milwaukee like you told me you were going to. Um, yes, we but obviously Thank you that next. hasn't. Yeah, I'm like fucking ready to be over it. And I'm also like not into men at the current moment. So it'll be really nice to hopefully get some pussy. So we'll see what happens. We support this. Um, yeah. Men are awful, and yeah. this is kind of a great example of why. It's He's spitting out a bunch of cliches because he's not yep. listening, and because even if he does listen to you, he lacks any sort of emotional touchstone with which to relate to you because he's a man, which means nothing bad has ever happened to him. Exactly. And I'm really fine with making that overgeneralization right now because that's where I am with my life. Yeah. I mean, I know that bad things have happened in his life, but he's never even trusted me enough to actually tell me any specifics. Mm-hmm. So it's I've like, how can of... I then believe oh, you? No, go ahead. You could be lying. No, I'm, I'm, that was it. Oh, I just was going to say, I've had lately, I've been, because uh, of these survivor games that I play, right? So are very yes. male dominated. So I've been talking to a lot of men and they're generally a little bit younger than me. They're like in their early 20s. Um, but okay. some of them are close to my age and they they talk to me a lot about stuff in their lives that they're not over. And a lot of, because I'm a lesbian, so that means that I am their mother. So a lot of times it's <laughs> them opening up about stuff that happened in middle school. This is like a recurring theme. Ugh. And the thing is God. that it's not like traumatic traumatic stuff it's like people were mean to me in middle school and listen people were mean to me in middle school and it was terrible I'm not trying to discount the shitty middle school experience it's awful the thing is so many worse things have happened to me in my life since then that the idea of harping back on middle school stuff for me is just like this is proof positive that this is this is your um your threshold here is something that happened to you in middle school and it's they don't have that perspective and of course this is a generalization and there are men who have had much worse lives than I have and blah 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 don't hate flame me just let me live my life and hate men please it's just do people ever hate flame you for the podcast no no one listens to the podcast (laughs) (laughs) it's just Benny Benny would never hate flame me and Benny also knows when I say this stuff that I'm very aware of the generalizations that I am making. And I think Benny also knows that you're right. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, my shitty life is less interesting. I actually had a really lovely weekend. Um, I hung out That's with good. my best friend and my mom, who are my two favorite people. And then this weekend I'm going over to his apartment to hang out with his boyfriend and his roommates. And I'm excited about that because I love all of them. Oh, good. I know how much you love them. Yeah. About like participating. I feel like I haven't heard about them in a long time. Yeah. Well, he moved into the city. So now I don't see him as much. Oh, that makes sense. So I'm going to drive in. It takes like two hours to drive there, but I'm going to do it and hang out there all day and then drive back. Um... Today's terrible just because some days I'm in excruciating pain and today is one of them. So we're just, yeah, so we're just feeling awful. I've had a long string of bad days. Yesterday was okay, but um, before that it had been a lot of bad days in a row. So it's kind of sucks. So I'm uh, just chilling with that. I get kind of panicky when I'm in a lot of pain because I get just sort of, freaked out by it I guess and normally I'm very chill about it but like there will get a point where I just get kind of freaked out and I feel like I'm like right on the edge of it so there's a lot of just trying to like and we're calm and we're calm that I'm doing with myself right now to just try Mm. to stay in a good headspace about it and it's just a lot of like self-management but that's where we are today Eh, it's life 
things happen. Yeah, but you know, it's not peachy keen either. So. It's not, but I don't. I complaining doesn't help. So I like to complain about yeah. men instead. Have you ever done anything to like try and I don't know, like do. You, not like have you ever done anything? I'm sure you have, but like, do you take anything that helps with the pain? Um, like, I have. I need to go back to my doctor because my good painkillers only have one left, so I'm saving it. Oh, no. Um, yeah, but I need to get back to my doctor and get more of those because those are very helpful. Um, but they do make me sleepy, so I try not to take them during the day too. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm, I'm sorry. That's okay. We I do on. have good news. Hit me. Before we get to the L word. Um, well, so I haven't been STD tested in like five partners. Um, so I finally got tested and I'm STD free. So Congrats. ladies, hit me up. Hit you up. <laughs> I haven't been STD tested in my last two partners, but I feel like they're pretty clean. So that's yeah, pretty normal. You know, and they're so women. You would women. know. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. so. Um, All righty. Well, the I guess L-word? we have to talk about it. Yeah, the L word. Mm. Um, okay, I took notes. Time to get official. Do it. Um, okay, I forgot that um, we forgot to watch the intro because they change it every season, like slightly. Oh, slightly. I did. I did actually notice it last time. I noticed that um, Carmen was gone. Carmen's gone. Mangus is in. Oh, as is. Um, Beth's boss. I don't like Beth's boss. I don't like her either. And I know and I, I didn't read all think the episode she... descriptions, so I know she's gonna like be a thing, and I'm not into it. I know. I think it's just this season, though. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I for- didn't realize that she told Beth she was a lesbian in the first episode. I yeah. thought it took a few episodes. You, well, but your apparently... judgment of pacing of things has proven to be faulty. Really so. bad. Yeah, not great. Especially with time progression on the l word i don't know it i have no idea how it works apparently to be fair they never tell you when anything is and nothing really makes sense no they really don't yeah um the scene where alice is in that latina club i want you to know that that's exactly the clubbing experience in every single israeli club (laughs) that is the music that is the aggressive dancing that happens Yes. I believe that. That's it. That sounds awesome. I want to go. Yeah, you should. Oh, oh my God. Wait, no, I have actual really cool, exciting news. I completely fucking forgot about. Do it. I have a, I have a job interview on Friday. Shut up. Tell me about the job. It is with the um, Israel Policy Forum, Ooh. which is really exciting and not initially the kind of job that I was applying for because it was like mostly environmental nonprofits, but like. They really pay poorly, um, especially compared to Jewish nonprofits. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the, they're, like, really few and far between in terms of, like, who's actually looking for jobs, especially in New York, which is where I'm trying to go. Yeah. So I've started looking at Jewish organizations, and I found this one, and I applied on a whim. I had, like, kind of debated whether or not I wanted to apply because mm-hmm. they support a two-state solution. And I think that a two-state solution is too divisive. Mm-hmm. But a one-state solution is, like, really... It's really right-wing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, no one, no one's really for a confederalist solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict that's, like, way too new wave for it to be, like, mainstream yet. But it's fine. It's whatever. But this organization is really cool. They, like, have really robust, like, policies that they're trying to put forth. And if I were to work for them, I would be assisting the um, executive director Mm. and the director of financial development, which is like, that's the stuff that I'm trying to do. That's awesome. It would be very, very cool if I got this job. I'm really nervous and looking forward to it. And I have a video interview on Friday and I'm scared. Fingers crossed. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping that if I get this job that... um, They'll let me go to Israel with the company. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be really cool. Yes. Oh, and also Poppy is in the um, the intro. Sorry, oh, I was yeah. looking at my notes again. Cool. Yeah. She's only around for the you... season too, right? Nope. She is here until the end. Oh, yeah? Cool. She's how uh, Alice meets her long-term girlfriend. Tasha. Tasha. I don't I like Tasha. Hmm. 
I don't like anyone on the show, so I doubt that I'll like Tasha. <laughs> yeah. Tasha's more like a real person, but I think she's, I don't know. She's just like too butch for me. Military plots don't interest me generally, so I'm not really looking forward to it. It's really dated, mm. obviously, because yeah. now like Don't Ask, Don't Tell doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, Switch to Birth has a military subplot at one point, and I'm just, I'm so bored by it. I just don't yeah. care. I don't have anyone, like, I know they mean a lot to a lot of people, but I don't know anyone, really, who's in the military. I don't have any military you in You want to know why that is? So, it's just not, it's not my world. What did you say? I said you want to know why that is. Because I'm Jewish? Yes. Rude. <laughs> It's true. No one in my family is in the military. And if anyone in my family brought up wanting to join the military, like my family would have an intervention. Yeah. I mean, my my dad's father was like an engineer or something. But in both the, of my in grandfathers were in the army. But like that was also World War Two and the Korean War. So it's like yeah. a different world than we live in. Yeah. And I mean, and if my dad had been a couple years older then he would have he might have been drafted. You know, and then he mm-hmm. might have been army, but he was too young for yeah. that. He was born in '54, which is uh, too late to be drafted, I believe. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the L word. We watched it. Things happened. Um, that girl from of. Grey's Anatomy is in this episode. Arizona. I didn't know that she yeah. had played a lesbian before because she's not gay. The actress Jessica Capshaw. What? No, she got a husband and like four kids. Oh my god, I would have totally thought she was a lesbian she's since she's played lesbian. so many lesbians. I know, she just plays a good lesbian. She really does. Mm-hmm. I love. I thought that she looked like sour milk at the beginning of the episode, but then she grew on me. That dress was so short, or was it like shorts? It what was, was she wearing? It was, I thought it was a skirt. It I was don't even so know. Short, but she looked cute. I love her, so uh, I'm a big fan of her. In Grey's Anatomy. She's gone now. They wrote her off. It's terrible. I know. I don't see any gifts of her that are new anymore. I know. I loved her. Uh, hoping she got back together with Callie off screen, though. So there's that, at least. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. and I was attracted to Helena for the first time ever in this episode. I thought you'd be impressed with I'm that. I'm shook. When? When she was dressed up to go jogging because she had a ponytail. And I really <gasps> like girls with ponytails. She looks really good in a ponytail. Yeah, I love girls in ponytails. I have a thing. Girls with curly hair in ponytails mm-hmm. is, oh, that's my favorite. So I, like I have a thing then. for girls with curly hair. So that's why I like Helena. In I only most like curly episodes. hair in a ponytail. Yeah. Oof. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that is really an interesting specification. Yeah, I'm like thinking about it now. It's something about showing the back of the neck. What the fuck? Oh. Okay. Mm. We all have our things. We do. This uh, this might be a stronger thing than I realize now that I'm like thinking thinking about it. Wow. Okay. Hmm. So after this episode, Hannah's gonna have to go masturbate again. Okay. Listen, Hannah hasn't masturbated in like five days because I'm back on Zoloft and it's killing my sex drive. But like, what? Maybe I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this might be this might be enough to push me over into back into real life. So thanks, girls and money girls. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Um, Should we all right, start um, with some people? Yeah, let's talk. Yeah, let's start with couples and not go with my notes because they're not good. Um, okay, who do you want to start with? Shane. Let's just do Shane. Okay, so Shane. Her whole thing with Shay. Yeah, he has Shay now. I don't really like Shay yet because he doesn't have a personality. But he doesn't. But he reminds me of my cousins who also don't have personalities. Oh, there you go. So he um, is really bland, and he runs away at one point. It's really stupid. But, it is stupid. Um, besides that, oh, I think I've been covering my mic this whole time. So sorry about that. Just like with oh my, my God, hand been... a little bit, just like a little muffled, maybe. It's fine. I've actually been listening back to the episode. So if you did that. I will have to kill you a little bit, but I will try my best to fix it in post. Thank you. Sorry about that. I think it's probably fine. We won't worry about it. So um, Shane with him is very cute, and I like it. Yeah. yeah. I love the scene where um, 
Jenny's fucking pissed about um, a great scene. Stacey Merkin and she's trying to get him to say Stacey Merkin's a fucking cunt and Shane keeps on trying to get her to stop cursing and I just I was living for it I love that chaotic ant energy me too it's like one of the best scenes on the show so far and Jenny was really, really cute in that scene is. just like sitting on the counter so next to him <laughs> and that scene also had some nice Jenny Max interaction that I appreciated I like that I friendship. I appreciated that too. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the writers realized that like it was just going to be too hard to try and make that work as a romantic relationship, mm-hmm. but that it works just fine as friends. Yeah, I like, like them. their relationship was mostly platonic anyway. Exactly, so. and I'm I'm into it. The two of them as a platonic relationship. Yeah. Um, uh, so Jenny, yeah, but Shane talk- like running oh, around Shane. and. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking chaotic about... ant energy was really summed it up. It was really, yeah, it really did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, then I guess Jenny. Jenny. In her interview. Yeah, so Jenny meets with the chick from Princess Diaries. Yep. And it seems like they're bonding and everything's going great. And then uh, that isn't what happens. No, the article about her was bad, but it yeah. seems like Stacy Merkin, who is the woman it seems like she just like had her mind made up about the um the review before she went in and yeah with jenny and she probably just like found the interview to be not particularly helpful yeah i um obviously have not read jenny's book because it doesn't exist but um yeah. <laughs> the criticism criticism that stacy merkin had sounds really valid just going by on what we know of Jenny and how she justifies her shitty actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, Stacey Merkin mentioned that her partner was a rape survivor. So I understand why it would be offensive to her to read this book um, about, well, I was raped, so it's fine for me to just be a complete shithead when yeah. her, her partner is presumably not a complete shithead. Yeah, yeah. I agree, but I want you to know that also every time I've heard that scene, I have literally up until this moment recording this podcast have thought that she meant that her partner was a cutting survivor, <laughs> and I was like, no one talks about it like that. Oh, no. I, I mean, it's possible, but I don't think that that was just because no, the next I'm time we checked in on their conversation, right. they were talking about rape. So I think that that was probably... Yeah. Their point of entry. <sighs> I do like the complicated sort of like relationship that Jenny has with her parents and like the way that it's talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't seem like she loves her parents because she hated that guy that her mom's married to. But she also might have in that conversation been referring to her actual dad, not her stepdad. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. I don't pay attention to Jenny's family. So she did mention that she was Jewish. Yeah. So we got a little shout out and to that. And that she was from Skokie, Illinois. Yeah. The Jewish center Which of the Which I found it country. is a real place. Uh, good. Yeah, it's a real place. And there are Jews there. You know how I know this? How? Because I found an organization that has a headquarters in Skokie, Illinois from JewishJobs.com. Look at that. <laughs> Go work for Jenny. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she gets the bad review. She's big mad, and um, she goes and tries to destroy the office and calls out her that a merkin is a vagina wig, so that was fun. And Yeah, I love that. She's going to kill a dog next episode, something like that? Oh, I thought that was another episode. Yeah, I said, I, I mean, I said I next know. episode. She didn't kill the dog yet. I just know that it's coming. And I know that the yeah, description for next episode says she gets revenge or whatever, so... I guess that's oh. coming. Probably. So, yeah. So that's fun. Uh, she looks cute this whole episode, though. So She did. Good on her. I usually like her with longer hair, but, like, actually her with, like, shoulder-length hair is kind of growing on me. Yeah, it's nice. I like it. Yeah. Um, all right. Do we want to do Alice and Poppy? I mean, no, but we can. So oh this was actually the sex scene between the two of them wasn't all that bad. Um, really? I thought I wrote down that it was horrible. Oh, really? I thought it was so 
contrived and dumb, and the way that they shot it was really irritating to watch. Huh, okay. And there was also all these shots of, like, Poppy's hand through Alice's, like, underwear, but, like, you could just tell she wasn't touching anything, which, like, obviously, because they're actors, not, yeah. you know, porn actors. Yeah. But, it like, you know, they really could have tried a little harder. I don't know. Yeah. I wonder, I like, Alice's how much sex they actually have. I, the, one of the actresses on um, Queer as Folk, one of the, who plays a lesbian on the show, has talked about the sex scenes that they do, and She's like, well, they do, you know, measures to, you know, put barriers between you or something. And she says, but there's no way to get around the fact that you were making love with this person. Yeah, I know. And I think that that's a really interesting perspective because everyone else on the show is always really diligent about saying, you know, the sex scenes are manipulated and staged and all of that stuff. And she has really gone out to say that. And, and she is, is bisexual in real life. She's gone on mm. to say that um, that what they're doing, while it's not traditional sex, of course, because it is manufactured and staged and all that, does still qualify as making love. And I think that that's a very um, queer female view on the definition of sex. And I think it's a point of view that someone who's not a queer woman would maybe struggle to connect to. Because I think we, yeah. we have naturally a more fluid definition of what sex is because the you know the stereotypical prototypical definition of sex is a penis entering a vagina and so once that's off the table Mm -hmm. it sort of opens up this okay well what is sex and i think you know you can everyone can draw their own lines there but i think it's an interesting thing to think about when you're thinking about um the staging of girl on girl sex scenes and stuff like this and stuff like queer as mm-hmm. folk and everything is where, when does it become real sex? When are the actors having sex with each other and you're watching? Like, what is the line that divides staged girl on girl sex from actual girl on girl sex? It's interesting, no? I mean, it's, it's interesting, but I don't think it's, I don't think that's what we're watching. But why? I don't think... Why? Because, like... Hmm. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think it's... Uh, it's an interesting thing to think about. And it draws into question the extent to which sex is defined as an emotional connection. Um, and how much that that sort of commitment to the experience is involved in the definition of the experience. And I just think it's a very queer sort of question and it's something that we should think about as lesbians doing a podcast about lesbians, right? It's like, in a way, I think it's a certain kind of power that we as assigned female at birth queer people have uh, that other people do not have because it's a it's a freedom to define sex the way that we want to define it in a way that I don't think even queer assigned male at birth people have. I don't think that they're yeah, given that yeah. sort of um, inherent freedom from the definitions of penetration the way that we are. Like, of course, there are ways for two assigned male at birth people to have sex that don't involve any sort of penetration and of course for an assigned male at birth yeah. and an assigned female at birth person any combination but I think that they're still sort of trapped in the mindset of it in a way that we are not and yeah that's fair yeah and I think so once that once that's open you can really start to define things your own way and the fact that an actress described her interactions with a straight actress who I know they are very close to and they've talked about how they have shared a bond that nobody else understands because of the relationship that they portrayed in Queer's Folk. Yeah. So the fact that she described her scenes with them as actually counting as sex for her as a person. It's interesting But I stuff. think, you know, that's an individual thing. It is, yeah. And, yeah, what I... I think what I'm trying to say is that, like, it's... That definitely doesn't carry over to this specific scene. But, like, do we know that? Do we know that the actresses in the scene don't consider themselves to be having sex on screen? I highly doubt it. <laughs> Why? 
because of the stylization and the over-dramatization of the scene and sort of like the lack of actual care between Poppy and Alice's like characters and actresses at this very moment like Mm -hmm. within the I guess like the journey of the show okay it's just something to think about I mean just putting her hand down her underwear and not touching her clitoris so now we're like is that is that the line I assume that she has been given some sort of protection over her vulva right mm-hmm. yeah is that the line she like the line that i'm making no 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 like the objective line by god no right it's no. just it's just there i know but i do think here. that it should involve some sort of like genital touching or stimulation but I mean, if you, it gets into questions of like, how thick is the barrier over her vulva, right? Like, can she still feel the other actress's hand on her? And then it's like, the kissing is real. Mm-hmm. I just, there's questions. I mean, okay, if you looked as closely as I did in this scene, she definitely didn't have her hand touching anything other than like, maybe the pubic hair region, like way past the clitoris (laughs) like near her stomach you know like it was it was that much not hidden like how they staged this specific scene she's reaching under her legs right in between under her leg and going up up so you've got contact on your way up maybe i don't believe it I'm not, I, I I know it sounds like I'm being like a fucking pervert here trying to like dissect like whether. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I just know how closely I was paying attention to this scene because I remember this scene being really erotic the first like two times I watched it and now I watch it and it's like really contrived. And then also like Alice asks Poppy what she's doing and Poppy says she's doing circles Circles. and it's like okay like this isn't new and a big fucking revelation like okay Alice like what has Alice been doing up till now um (gasps) apparently having bad sex yeah I I just think it's an interesting philosophical question what divides a lesbian sex scene from lesbian sex I think it's interesting but I'll put that aside Mm -hmm. so I like fingering scenes in general (laughs) because I like fingering um so I'm always like pleased to see that um, and I thought the way that she reached up under through her legs was kind of hot. Um, I was just it was definitely like it. a it was an interesting way to shoot it mm-hmm. for sure. And it seemed more yeah. um, realistic than some of the sex scenes we've seen on here, which yeah. is like I I'm going back to that one last season. It was just two people we didn't know in one of the cold opens, and they like met under the bridge or whatever. Yeah, and they're like they standing were... with their backs to each other, and it just it, like they start groaning right away, and it just it wasn't. It didn't make any sense. So here I'm seeing something that makes more sense. I agree. And I'm into that. And I know it's um it's a cliche, but like the Casanova who can like bed anyone or something is always an archetype that I'm interested in. And I don't know why that is, but I think it's just I I, I love the mythical sex god who brings everyone to their knees, and I think it's cool. Mm. Oh, okay. I know. I don't know why I care about. I this like it plot, with but... Shane. I hate it with Poppy. Mm, Okay. Yeah. When when we met Poppy here? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because it's believable with Shane. Mm. Because I think um, Catherine Monig, like, is that. But I don't think that Poppy is that. And I just, her actress just isn't believable in this sex goddess role mm, okay see i was gonna say the exact opposite it was just when we met <gasps> poppy i like got it i got it i'm not attracted to her like i am to Shane, <laughs> but like i okay. get the confidence and i get why i mean i get the confidence to too but it seems like too much of an act yeah and that to me is unattractive 
I get that, but I think for like a one night sort of thing, I'm fine with someone who seems like they're totally putting on an act, but is gonna give me a really fucking good time. And I feel like that's what she okay. sort of projects to girls is like, I am yeah. an experience. Yeah. Like, this is a story for you to tell later. That's the vibe I get. All right. That's fair. Okay, sticking with Alice, she said a lot of things this episode that I want to talk about. Okay, cool. I wasn't listening to her, so you'll have to tell me them. Yeah, this is why I took notes. I think I actually might stick with this system. I think it's working for me. All right, do it. So um, one of the interesting things uh, that happened this episode was that Alice and Tina have a conversation like in the planet or some shit. Mm -hmm. And Alice is like, oh, you came back from heterosexual safety or whatever. And Alice is like, not Alice, Tina says like, you used to be there too. And Alice says, well, then I came to my senses. But the truth of the matter is that Alice never claimed to be heterosexual. She claimed to be bi. Yeah. So I thought that that was stupid. Yes, that was Um, stupid. And also, like, why the fuck doesn't Tina stick up for herself in a better way and just be like, like, you can be bi and still hang out with your gay friends. Like, I don't know what... I don't know what they expected of her because they give her shit when she's not there and they give her shit when she's there. Yep. It's just stupid. I can explain it to you. The show hates bisexuals. I know the show hates bisexuals (laughs) and like this is where it really shows and yeah, I'm bitter. I don't blame you. Um, And then pretty much right after that and also I want you to know you yawning on the other side of the screen made me immediately want to I know, yawn. I'm sorry. I didn't think that they were, like, transferable in that mm-hmm. way. And it's just seeing it, room. yeah. <laughs> um, but Shane shows up or whatever, or she's, something happens and they're all at the planet, and someone says that Helena got hurt by Shane leaving at the altar and someone says that um, they think that Carmen got hurt more but I don't think that's true I think Helena got hurt way more than she Carmen? Spent like, yeah I think she spent 40 million on this wedding I mean first of all she shouldn't have done that Helena you're such a fucking dumbass I agree I don't think she, she spent 40 stupid. million on the wedding I don't think that's what they were saying I think she lost 40 million when she was cut off I don't know how one oh, spends 40 million dollars makes... on a wedding I don't think that's like very possible. I don't think it's possible either. Well, Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas might have done that. They but. might have, yes. But <laughs> this was not that. Um, yeah. I think they just but meant, But I think yeah, that she got hurt more because she, she had... Yeah, what? but I I don't really blame Shane for that when it comes to Helena. I do, because she could have objected and been like, Helena, no... We'll all pay our own way to Canada and not have it at the Chateau Marmont or whatever. Like, have it at some, like, normal place. Yeah. Yeah. And they were all rich, so I don't get it. I don't know. Well, they couldn't have counted on her. What I mean, really, is Shane couldn't have counted on Helena being cut off for the No, that's true. And that's, like, what really hurts. Like, if she hadn't been cut off, she would have been perfectly able to just eat the cost of the wedding and whatever. I know. I don't know. I still think that, like, to spend however much money she spent on this wedding and then have that money go to waste because the wedding didn't even happen, but the money's still spent. Yeah. I I think that that hurts more, especially because Carmen and Shane already knew that their relationship wasn't working. Yeah. Well, Carmen and Shane were a terrible couple, and... Yeah their breakup was terrible and yeah etc yep okay um bet and tina Mm, they're sharing custody uh tina doesn't really do much this episode i don't think i don't even think she did anything this episode she just had to show she's just around um bet started her new job her assistant arizona robbins has a crush on her and yep. is a lesbian because everyone on the show is a lesbian. Um, yep. Including Beth's boss. Yep. Who's very emotional about it, and it's stupid. I agree. 
That's, that's it. There's nothing uh, more to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about Max's date. Okay. Tell me, as a trans person, what is Max's duty here to disclose that he is trans to this girl? I think he needs to tell her um, because he hasn't had bottom surgery yet and because it is a facet of his life that encompasses his history so hold on let me backtrack that yeah more important than bottom surgery because obviously that's going to be found out eventually Mm -hmm. the issue that even comes up on this date is that she doesn't know anything about his life because he hasn't disclosed anything to her Mm -hmm. because if he discloses anything to her about his life he has to then disclose the fact that he's trans Mm -hmm. that he grew up as a lesbian in illinois and he came to L.A. and realized that he was a man and he's becoming a man. You know, like that is he has lived two distinct lives. And, you know, like it's it's different. I don't know. Like, I'm not someone who is ever going to transition. So, like, my situation's definitely different. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I feel like if you're going to date someone, you both should tell each other, like, all about your lives. <laughs> and so if I were Max, I would I would tell her on the second date. You yeah. Know, if the first date goes well, tell her because she needs to know. I feel like Max is in such a bad place to be dating right now. Like I, I agree. Because emotionally he's a mess, which we know. Yes. And it just... This is such a bad idea. And especially to be dating your boss's daughter or your co-worker. It's so fucking stupid. It's a terrible idea. Even if you were like sis and in a great place in your life. Like don't. Yeah. Don't shit where you eat. Like this is a terrible idea. So Mm -hmm. um, his boss was so nice. Last time we saw him going like give her a call. No pressure. No worries. He. I mean we knew it was going to happen because it was a TV show. But there is just no way in hell he should have gone on this date. It's a bad yeah. idea for so many reasons. Yep. That being said, she seems very sweet. She's pretty. Yeah. She's really nice. And she does seem to genuinely be into him, even though at the first moment she was not. Yeah. And he's been very nice to her and treated her very nice on this yeah, date. And the girl's all like, oh, how do you know all these things? Men never relate to me. And Max is like, hmm, I don't know. And it's just all very obvious, like, huh, because he used to be a girl, ha huh, ha, huh, the audience knows, huh, and it's just, it's exhausting. It's stupid. Yes. You know? And, like, I've met men like Max, not, like, I've met trans men. I obviously know trans men. I talk about them every episode. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, I know men who are nice and considerate and listen in the same way that, like, it wouldn't it shouldn't be that strange that Max knows these things because he probably just fucking listens to people if he wasn't, you know, a trans man. Whatever. I'm just over it. I'm, I know. I'm so over it. Okay, I'll be honest. All of the cis men I know who are, like, the cis hetero men that I know who are, like, nice and listen all end up being fucking predators at the end of the day. I have yet to meet one who doesn't end up being trash. I'm I'm hoping um, that the guy I'm in love with is an exception, but like, do I have a lot of hope? Not exactly, no. Mm, yeah, no, I know one guy. Two, well, okay. Did you say cis straight? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then it's just it, it's it's two, but then you could tack on two other cis bisexual guys. <laughs> If you wanted to open up. Oh, that's true. The guy I'm in love with is bisexual. So maybe maybe he'll be an exception for that reason. Okay. Yeah. We'll go with that. Because I would like him to not be a predator, please. But, I mean, I've Two of the men I included in this are my brother and his 17-year-old best friend. So at least there's hope for the future. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll see. I mean, I just think I've been disappointed so many times by men who, like, cloak Mm -hmm. themselves in feminism. It's just, uh, it's exhausting. I did write down that I hated that Poppy said I can make a woman come just by kissing her. No, you can't. I know. (laughs) People say that shit in like TV and movies all the time. And it's like, just shut up. 
That's it. That's all I had to say on that. That's I agree with that statement. Yeah. Um, these people are terrible, and it's God, it's just a lot of terrible people. Did we miss anyone? Um, Kit got her abortion. I keep expecting to talk about Carmen. Uh, yeah, she did. Um, Helena doesn't do much. Has sex with Poppy. Uh, that was cute. I like that. That yeah. they both had sex with Poppy. Mm-hmm. That was cute. Um, no, I think that's it. Alrighty, let's move on to Hot or Not. Hot? I guess Shane for stepping up and mm. never taking her frustration out on Shay. Yeah, that is good. She's really clueless about how to parent for most of this. But, like, Obvi is yeah. a learning curve. Mm-hmm. I'm giving my hot to Shay. I know he's a child, but I support him so much. And that fucking kitchen scene made me so happy. It's great. Um, I almost gave it to Jenny just for that scene. For the kitchen scene. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, Shay shouldn't have run away. But he's, like, eight. And he was just abandoned by his parents. You know? And, like, it's it's hard. That I whole running away sequence him. was so weird because, like, one minute he's missing really and weird. then we see him and he's just, like, in a truck. And it's like, what did I miss? <laughs> God, this yes. show is such a mess. <laughs> uh, it is. Yeah. But I don't know. He's such a sweet boy. And he won't say Stacey Merkin's a fucking cunt, but I want him to. <laughs> he's supposed to. Uh, I know. All right. Who's your not? Um... My not is no one was that bad. I guess it's Max just for making a horrible <laughs> decision to go on this date. <laughs> like, I can't support this. No, and you shouldn't. It's such a dumb decision. It's your boss's kid. Ugh. She's also probably a little too young for him. Yeah, she looks like a baby. Yeah. And she was talking about college. Oh, God. And, like, I think he's been out of college for, like, a long time now. Yeah. The boss also sucks for hooking this date up. Yeah. Max is going to be in for a world of trouble. And he sure is in a future episode. That's not hard for me to believe. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give my knot to Alice because... She was so dumb and just like a bad investigative journalist trying to find Poppy and also couldn't fucking pronounce Poppy. And and like, I don't know. She was just acting dumb. Uh, and I don't like that she had sex with Poppy, but whatever. There's nothing I can do about that. Hmm. If only we could stop these girls from having sex and then we would be free of them. But <laughs> alas. <laughs> Alrighty, you ready for the next episode? I mean, no, but sure. It still have doesn't have Marley Matlin in it, so... Nope. Um, okay, next episode is called Lassoed. It is written by Eileen Chaikin. <laughs> no. You know, isn't it surprising how much biphobia and transphobia there was in this episode alone? But there was... N- I- Eileen didn't have a part. I know, it's hard to believe. I know. It's shattering. Okay, but for this one, Tina invites the girls over to her and Henry's house for a party where they do not bond well with her conservative heterosexual friends. Kit throws a Western-themed party, you, at the planet where Bet's boss, Phyllis, wants a part of the action. What the fuck? I hate the way that they word these descriptions. Both Shane and Poppy take an instant dislike to each other after they meet for the first time, Mm. while Phyllis has a different reaction after meeting Alice. Shane gives a penniless hand... Sorry. I read it as penis, and then I read Helena as Hannah. So let's start this. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Shane gives a penniless Helena a job at wax. Shane babysits for her 10-year-old half-brother, Shay, after he is abandoned by her father and stepmother. Angus gets some good news over a record deal, but his band leader drops him. Beth's new teaching assistant, Nadia, begins having romantic feelings for her. 
as if she hadn't already. Yeah. A revenge-seeking Jenny tries to dig up dirt on Stacy, who panned her book. So I think the revenge is in another episode or two. Oh, okay. I don't think it's this coming episode. You've thought that before, though, and look what happened. I know, I know. Hmm. Well, it doesn't say it. I'm not looking forward to the episode after next because it's titled Layup. And yeah, I and we meet Molly basketball. I know, but I hate basketball. I like basketball, so we'll be fine. Uh, you're going to have to watch the episode for me. Uh, Jesus, it's got Marley Matlin in it. <laughs> if we can watch Lasso, we can watch the layup. Well, Lasso's going to suck too. Yeah, it is. This show is terrible. And whose fault is it that we're watching it? Me, but you love me. I do, but I hate this show. I know. I apologize for that. I know. I appreciate it. But we still have to watch it. And, and thank you guys for listening you can find us on all of our social media as That's So Lesbian. Um, feel free to go to our website and purchase a note, a pocket note. Make us say something, if you will. We'll do it, and all it's going to do is cost you 30 bucks. Um, or you could subscribe to our Patreon, which is not a Patreon. You could go to studyhq.com slash en slash so lesbian ppn uh, or whatever the link is in the description. I'm sure I got it wrong. <laughs> and you can pledge however much you want per month to us. That helps us out greatly. I was just talking to Hannah about how I want to buy her a mic. So maybe you guys can help make that happen. Make our dreams a reality. Yeah. <laughs> you can find uh, Hannah on Twitter as at Hannah Mosk, and I'm on Twitter as at Jesse underscore Quinn. I think that is it. Sounds like it to me. All right. Adopt a cat. Adopt a cat. I am the it girl. It girl. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.